In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Welcome to a bonus Tuesday edition of your favorite podcast. It's Defend Your Movie. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Fiore. I am joined by my co-host, the very quarantined, the very isolated, Sean Donnelly, everybody. Hello there, Andy. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, good. It's good to see you, my friend. We are, are doing a Zoom edition of the podcast once again. These have been working out really well. The sound has been sounding uh, fantastic. Um, it's, uh, it's been, you know, been fun, man, doing a couple episodes a week where we're, we're, we're people are, are contacting the show again. We're getting tweeted at, we have an awesome guest for this week and a really good matchup. Uh, our guest this week, super funny comedian. We've been friends with this guy for years. Matthew Wayne, everybody. Hey. Oh, I'm, I'm Matthew. Hello. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be seventh grade and I, I'll call you Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. what'd you say? I said we love Matt. We love Matt. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Andy, would you like to inform the defenders out there the amazing matchup that we have for this week? Because we have two very, uh, yeah. very fired up people on their sides here. <laughs> I just we watched one the one my movie and I am psyched. Like, I am These always make psyched. for good matchups. I like it when the temperatures are running hot. Sorry, not maybe the wrong choice of words in this day and age, but um, well, before we get into that, Sean, did you watch anything since last we talked? Because I did a few things. Uh, well, I just rewatched one of the movies for today, but I don't want to okay. spoil that. And uh, I didn't rewatch anything else really. I, um, I told you about Tommy Boy. Uh, Dumb and Dumber was on. Whenever on, on TV, I've been watching. Yeah, I started watching uh, 15 minutes of the Ghostbusters with the female reboot. Okay. Uh, not a very good movie. Uh, you don't so need I think to watch the, the remaining hour and 15. Here's the thing, man. What the I fuck? I still haven't seen it. What is wrong with that movie? Bill Murray plays a different character in that movie. Right, right. Now, I don't know if they pay it off later. Maybe there's a spoiler where he becomes Peter Venkman later in the movie. Is that a thing? Do they all make appearances in there or just him? I, they, I mean, I know Harold Ramis was dead. Yeah. yeah, a couple of them do. I think they're... I don't know how much they made this a part of the original franchise because I feel like the next one coming out is going to be more connected to one and two. It is. It's going to be, it's going to skip it because in yeah. the trailer already they go, this doesn't happen in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, it, looks, it looks awesome. I think it looks great. It looks yeah, great. It looks like Stranger Things but with Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but as far a- as new things went, I watched the original taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Remember they remade it a few years ago with Denzel? Denzel, yeah. And I never actually saw that one, but I flipped on like Turner Movie Classics and I immediately saw like Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw and I knew the Ooh. story and I was like, oh, I'm in. And it's great. It's a cool OG New York City subway hijacking. It was fantastic. I never said, I got to check it out. Is it on Netflix or not? 
Uh, I was watching it on cable on Turner Movie Classics, but you might be able to find. Wow, you it watched else. it with commercials. <laughs> no, Turner Movie no, Classics goes straight through. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'll tell you, man. Walter Matthau, like he had a time in his career. Like you got pre Bad News Bears, he was a badass dude. Yeah, like, he, yeah. Like, you ever watch? Uh, a, there's a great movie, and I think I've mentioned it before, possibly Charlie Varick, where he plays a. It's a jewelry heist yes. movie. Holy crap! Is he a cool character in that movie, man? He's awesome. He was. He's been awesome for. He was. That's why he had such a long career. I feel like, and he's. He's. He's like. He kind of reminds me of like a. Like he's like Burt Reynolds, but uglier. Like he kind of like was more a more real. <laughs> a more well, real no, you're not far off because he kind of plays a, a really kind of a cool character. He plays a very nonchalant kind of guy in a lot of roles. Yeah, and then when he got older, he started doing the comedies like Bad News Bears. He's hilarious, and he just had that. He, it's kind of a Bill Murray thing with him too, man. Yeah, yeah like, Grumpy Old Men are really funny. Yeah. Oh, I love Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. Yeah. Charade. Have you seen Charade? No. With, uh, with uh, um, what's his name? I mean, Corey, uh, Cary Grant, and uh, one of the Hepburns. Not the older one, the younger one who's like. I've heard. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Philip Charade's a good. It's a good film. Audrey Hepburn. It, I want to say hello, Dolly. It's a very. I don't know. It's. I don't know the name of the director. Did you? Have I'm you not a film director? buff. Yeah, have, have you been watching anything during the quarantine? Do you rewatch any movies or check in on new ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been watching all kinds of stuff. Uh, I watched uh, Boy, Taika Waititi's second film. Okay. And that's a perfect oh. film. That's a perfect film. Very fun. Really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I rewatched, actually, this is something I did watch with commercials. I watched all of Face Off on IFC with commercials. <laughs> and. That's awesome. You have to watch Face Off with commercials so you can just like laugh about it while t- you're taking breaks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you're, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, all right, it's back, all right, it's back, it's back, it's back. Yeah. Did I ever tell you, maybe, Andy, I've told you this before, Face Off is the reason that I do this show because of that clip from Opie and Anthony where uh, Norton, Norton is convincing Patrice O'Neill how bad Face Off is. And Patrice O'Neill is like, at first, like, it's a great movie. And by the end of the conversation, he's like, You're right. It's awful. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's insanity. It is off the rails fun. I will tell you that. I forgot this, guys. I will tell you this. I did uh, start watching because I want, it was a movie that was on my list. Uh, I don't think I talked about this last week. I might have, so stop me if I did. I started watching Killing Them Softly with uh, Bradley Pitt. Oh, yeah, I think you were telling me about this. Johnny Sack from The Sopranos is in it. Uh, ben Mendelsohn's in it, and he uses his Australian accent. Um, I love Ben Mendelsohn. I must have told Matt yeah, he's about great. It. I'll tell you, man, man, all the trimmings for a great movie, but just, you turn it off, it's just boring. It's just a boring uh, movie. You turn it off. But that's why I didn't do that thing. I turned it off like, I don't know, 45 minutes in or something like that. Like, it's a cool, kind of a cool idea. Ray Liotta's in it. Like, there's a, it's a badass cast, man. And uh, But as far as the movie goes, it's just there's no – Substance, there's, it doesn't keep it going. The main guy in it, I forget his name, Charlie something maybe, he it was just annoying right off the bat. Like they have him, 
I guess it takes place in Boston, but he has like the thickest Boston accent, but you can tell he's putting it on. Like it's really weak, really weak. <laughs> so I did start oh. to watch that, but I, but I did not, do not check out Killing Them Softly. And it was a movie that I wanted to see for a while. Like I had it on a list. I was telling you that happened to me with Volunteers with John, right. John Candy and Tom Hanks. I'm like, how could this be bad? 85, peak Candy, peak Hanks. Same thing. I shut it off after a half hour. I'm like, this sucks. I watched every night. I watch YouTube and I'll just watch clips that pop up. They suggest to me if I think I'm going to like it. And I watched a whole, um, uh, the best of John Candy thing. And it wasn't just clips of him. Oh, it was people awesome. talking about him. I'll send it to you. It's, it's, it's like amazing. amazing. I love how much YouTube knows what you know and you didn't know it existed or something. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle. Yeah, yeah. Sprinkle shit in your lap. Mine basically has uh, SNL, uh, SNL sketches, office bloopers, and UFO videos. <laughs> 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 and then, like, Quentin Tarantino breakdowns of his movies. But if the guy doing the narrating is annoying, I turn it off right away. All right, let's get to our matchup today. We have a real high-heated one. Already, I can feel the tension in the Zoom room. The matchup today is Matt Wayne will be defending the 2000 Mary Heron masterpiece, American Psycho, and Sean Donnelly will be defending, uh, what year was Inception? 2010. 2010. 2010. Christopher Nolan's 2010 Inception. Two real heady movies, man. Really heavy movies? Dude, I I rewatched it. I don't know because I I found out before we taped. Maddie is not even a fan of the movie, so it's it's not even a thing where <laughs> you rewatch. I fucking Maddie. I fucking hate it. First off, I hate any Christopher Nolan movie that's not a Batman movie. Other All than right, the I'll say. What do you mean? Memento's a good movie too. I'm kind of with it's Maddie on fine. this one. But you like Memento? I don't you love like Memento. Good. It's you're such assholes. I'll tell you why. Because you know why? You know you liked it. You know you liked it when you first watched it. You're like that, where you liked it when you first watched it. No, I did and not. You like got influenced after the fact. Uh, not at all. No. I did not. I, in fact, did not see what the, all the hype was the first time I watched it. And I went, ah, I'm kind of let down. Wait, are, are you talking about Memento or Inception now? Memento. Inception, I like okay. better than Memento. Yeah, the other way around. I like Memento more than Inception. Uh, Dude, I'll tell you right now, it's almost like Inception is a grown-up memento and, and like, a bigger yeah. budget and absolute, like, you want to talk about production value and just really cool, really well shot yeah. and really cool, really cool look to it and really cool idea that nobody ever kind of tackled before in a movies. Like, what movies Except are about a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. What movie it like- was conceived by a little boy. Yeah, no. It, it, I just think that when it comes to Inception, I'm like, I thought everybody was blown away by that movie when it first came out. Like, I thought it's such a fun freaking movie. And it's also a thing where it's like, it's not just like, and the Fast and the Furious movies I like. It's not just like brainless Fast and the Furious. It's this cool idea that they actually made super entertaining, that it's not just a TED talk about dreams. You know what I mean? Like, Are you sure it's not? Like they, <laughs> get out of your head. Dude, there's so many action scenes in that movie if you see it for the first time it's one thing i think that people form their opinion about that movie like later on like it's cheesy it's not cheesy it's cool no. it's got a great cast it's got a badass cast great it's cast. got every batman cast so i don't know how you can't like it there's like things the i like about it of course it's a very slick well shot well done like you said production value awesome 
But it also just seems like it was conceived by a 12-year-old who was like, hey, aren't dreams, like, super cool? And I don't know about that, man. There's a lot more. It is like, what if dreams were within dreams? And the whole, all the dialogue is just like, the amount of times they, first off, the times they say the word inception, the titular line is like, inception this, inception that. And it's a dream. What about a dream? Or we're in a dream. It's a bit heavy. What about dreams? Well, you got to know you gotta know the bylaws of dreams. See, if five minutes is one hour, and you gotta create. It's just like what the. I'll tell you fuck? why because because it's its own world. The, the movie has its own world. So how else would you know all that unless they were doing explaining the narrative to you? Well, that's what. I'm, but that's the problem is they're doing too much explaining. It's a lot of like exposition where they're like, you no, know, like when he goes to visit when he goes to visit Michael Caine and he's like, Caine's like, so you want someone to go into the dream with you? And he's like, well, no, they're the architect. They build it. I need them. It's like, they're like laying it out for you too much. Because it's technically a science fiction movie. It's not like, like, it's not like you can't, like, you have to have that because it's like, what if they never mention the architect? So he mentions the architect by name. You need at least one line of like, he designs the dream that I'm going into. Because if you don't, then they're like, what do you mean architect? Like, people are like, what do you, what is this? Like you, but it's, it's, it, that's what I mean. That's why it's such an inventive imagine, like a movie with an imagination. Like, like it's one of those things they started from scratch. It's a thing that doesn't exist. So they it did is a, a cool looking movie. It, was, yeah. it looks cool. It's a slick version of a completely made up thing, a fantastical freaking <laughs> fantasy world thing. Okay, you said Let's slick more it. than Inception. Said Inception. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, and then like so. Well, I mean, we can get into the ins and outs of that film, but my part with the dream, just dream, 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 dream. The part where he goes back to the memory of hanging out with his dead wife, we cannot get over. She's like, do you remember when you asked me to marry you? You said you had a dream. It's like everything has to be, even that is a dream. It's like, please, just let us, let's stop, let it breathe a little, let it breathe. But dude, the point of it is way more thought about than you're thinking. I think the reason they do that is to, to is so you're think, so you're to what you're taking away from it is like wait what parts of this movie is real and not real so that's the whole yes. that's so cool about that movie is like there's a there's and spoilers are ahead so if you haven't seen had the movie, ten years I'm, I'm, <laughs> if you haven't got around exactly had a decade but the ending is 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 very ambiguous he's never explained the ending um, American with Psycho the, with the totem and they keep yeah. keep spinning. Uh, but here, here's the thing about uh, um, Inception. He purposely made it ambiguous. I think they just, with, with American Psycho, I think they just were like, oh, uh, I, it was almost like confusing more than anything else. Well, not if you break it I'll, down. I'll give you that. It, well, now the book is, uh, Brett Easton Ellis makes it specifically ambiguous as well, and they adopted that method in the book. The big issue that people have with American Psycho is that they don't know uh, whether it was all in his head the whole time or whether it right. was actually happening. I am a believer that it's, it's both, actually. It's that he is a psychopath yeah. killer, and you just see the buildup to him losing more and more touch with reality, and he is disconnecting himself. So, like, he kills people, but then there's that part, like, when he gets to the ATM and it says, feed me a kitten. Like, that's him <laughs> finally <laughs> losing it. So it is, yeah. it, it is real, and it's inside his head. It's, yeah. it's also like, it's also, I think it's supposed to be, I mean, I not think, I mean, I've read this. I mean, it's supposed to be like a commentary on like, basically Absolutely. Like the, the privilege of these fucking wall house, wall sure. house, <laughs> wall street dads <laughs> who can get away with anything. Where do you work? I, the work wall house. I work on the wall house, waffle house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so 
it is kind of, I like that, Andy. It is, should be a combo of both, uh, reality and imagining it. But what about an American psycho? Like, so you're saying, so the murder, so he's committing all the murders or he's not? Uh, I think it's both. I think, I think he is a lot of, some of it is loose. Like, I don't think he, four cop cars exploded and he killed, like, that's when his murder spree kind of, when he, toward the ending. When, oh, yeah. uh, it gets fantastical like that and things are exploding. Yeah. And, and uh, then, I, it's also, it's meant to be metaphorical too with, ev- with him losing touch with reality, but it's also everybody else in the movie is, is meant to be a commentary on how self-absorbed that eighties decade was and how uh, commercialized it was. And the people that don't care or, and are ignoring the murders are too self-absorbed in themselves to just even care about anything else that's not in their world. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, they're also driven by consumption and driven by consumerism and shit like that. No, so the part with the real estate broker, so you're saying she wanted that to sell that apartment so badly that she just ignored the bodies in the closet and just cleaned it up and... Absolutely, and, like, absolutely. That seems, that's, doesn't that seem like a thing that a, a, like a greedy 80s real estate person would do? They would, yeah. I mean, and within that world of that movie, it's completely plausible. Yeah, it's believable and it's kind of a cool scene and it's kind of left up to you, whatever it is. The, Paul, the whole Paul Allen thing is really confusing, I think. The most confusing thing. So, like, is he dead or is he alive? Did he kill him with the axe or was he really seen in London? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they never really tell you. Right. That's why I think there was a defi- that, That's one of the arguments of, like, oh, did he actually do all the killings? Because if, if he did kill him or if he it was in London, I think the whole idea of that was just like what we were talking about. They're trying to say hey, you can't differentiate these guys one from another. So I, I thought I saw him, but it was, you know, we're Agreed. all douchebags. We all look the same. We all have the slick back hair with the... Yeah, wooden yeah. a lot of the characters look similar on purpose. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or it's trying we, to say, like... And, if, they may, if, and they do make a point of mistakenly calling each other by the wrong names a couple times. Halberstram. Yeah, Halberstram. Yeah. And even his lawyer at the end doesn't call him uh, Patrick Bateman. He calls him something else. I can't remember what it was. But they make a point to be like, well, did he even see, was he even eating with Paul Allen? He could have made him, like, they do that on purpose. Right, but you could take the the other side of it is that, oh, if he didn't, if he was in London, then he didn't kill him. And that means he didn't kill anybody. Oh, he thinks thinks he's Davis at the end. He thinks he's Davis at the end. He's like, with his lawyer. He's like, I'm not Davis. Listen to me, you stupid bastard. Yeah, I love that part. And, uh, even like he's looking right at Patrick Bateman, he's like, "Your one fatal flaw, Bateman. He's such a dork." <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like yeah, yeah, he shits on him. But, but, but uh, the, thing about, uh, the movie is that uh, it's also another argument I have is that Inception I can watch multiple times. American Psycho. I how do you have that time? How much time do you have? It's such a long movie. Well, I'm not saying I've watched it ten times. I'm just saying like I, I've watched. I've seen it three times at least. You know, whatever it is. But I'm saying American Psycho, I've only seen once because it freaks me out too much. Really? It's so oh, fun. I've, I love it. I have high rewatchability for me. Uh, no way. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of my faves. Can I, if we can go back to Inception for a second, one of my biggest problems with Christopher Nolan is his sound design because the dialogue, it, the dialogue is so low. You have to, like, turn up the TV, and then it's like the Inception noise is kicking. It's like, wah. And then you have to turn it back down. You're like scrambling for the remote. All his films are like this. Interstellar was the same way. I'm like, what the fuck are these people saying? I cranked the volume. And this well, is something he purposely I mean, does. 
Well, when they're, when they're going from dream to dream and then they have the kick thing with the music, like that friend song popping back in, they do a great job of the sound design of making that sound faint on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, sure. you kind of have to do it because they're supposed to be diving deeper into those dreams. But that can be annoying watching it on, those are all built for film, like watching it in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I will give uh, Chris Nolan credit in Dark Knight when he uh, he silences everything else, just when Joker is coming through in the back of the cop car, and it's just you just get that eerie quiet. That's brilliant. Bam. That's or, the, or the opening when with the robbery when yep. they're on the roofs so and they and they go, mm-hmm. it's just this weird like like not a buzzing sound, but this weird like almost like a a tone. It's like this weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I think he, I think what I don't have a problem with the sound design because he builds it for if you're going to watch it in the movies. He builds movies for 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 movies. That's what I that that brings me to. It's a better directed movie. Like to pull that off is harder to put than to pull American Psycho off as far as the shots go. Like you know they had and don't get me wrong. It's in that regard, they're two different movies. One of them's like quasi action, so I guess we don't have to put it up against it. But I'm just cinematography. Saying. I would absolutely give to Inception. Obviously, the it's such a grand oh, sure. thing. I, I, mean, I would admit that too. Yeah, I mean Inception is a wild fucking ride. It's just a it's a mess. It's a tidy mess. It's a very tidy. And so is American <laughs> Psycho. American Psycho is so. a mess. Absolutely, you just explain why. Because the guy, the guys keep calling each other different names. The, literally, uh, with, uh, on purpose. Right, but that, everything in Inception is on purpose. Going from dream to dream is on purpose. That's but it's, explain to you what the science of the thing is in the movie, so they have it down, Pat. If you're just not bright enough to the movie, you're not bright enough to use the movie. But Inception, Inception insists Inception, upon itself. It, 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 yes, it insists upon itself, and it introduces... There's two things going on at once that you're like, okay, is this a movie about a dream heist to save the world from a conglomerate or a company that's going to take over? Or is this a heist that has to take place so he can see his fucking kids again and get over his dead wife? So it's like, I, think I would almost have rather just had the heist happen and I don't have to worry about this dead wife. I know it's the subconscious. It gets crazy. It gets real confusing. you got to really pay attention. Well, it's the emotional yeah. movie. Because you, just because you guys are cold-hearted assholes... <laughs> are you calling us Patrick? Are you calling us Patrick Bateman's? Yeah, you guys just come up Patrick Bateman. I I want you know I I got it. it you know it's like a really involved uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And if you uh, <laughs> I was saying to my wife, I was like, this needs to be a crossover with Inception and Eternal Sunshine, so he could forget about this woman and then. Just go off in the dream world. Have fun. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind could be a prequel for how they start doing what they do in Inception. That would actually be a yeah. cool idea. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I'll give you this, Shawnee. We can actually compare casts because they both kind of have a, not an ensemble cast. Uh, Inception does, but not so much American Psycho. Inception but Leonardo knocks it out of the water. Le- ah! Leo was offered Patrick Bateman. Leo was offered. Yeah, Leo was offered. He turned it down. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You got Christian Bale, you got Willem Dafoe, you got Chloe Svigny, you got Jared Leto, Justin Thoreau, Josh Lucas, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon. American Psycho is a very underrated cast. Josh Lucas, something must be. Able, Josh Lucas made like three movies, and one of them was Sweet Home Alabama. Like he, like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen Wonderland? He was on that yellow. He was on that Yellowstone show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's have also you ever seen Wonderland. He's the voice of Home Depot. <laughs> I thought it was Lowe's. Was it Lowe's? All oh, right, Lowe's. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what's Wonderland? Wonderland is the story of like uh, 
these really brutal murders with nightclub owner Eddie Nash and uh, John Holmes, the porn Ooh. star. It's a fucking heavy oh. watch, man, but it's really good. It's got uh, – what's his name? Oh, God. Val Kilmer plays John Holmes. Josh Lucas plays one of the gangsters. Who's the guy um, who is in No, uh, not no Country? Um, what's the other Coen Brothers movie with uh, George Clooney? Uh, oh, Brother Art Thou. He's oh, not Tim, John Turturro. Little guy. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson is great. He's oh, great. At, I like that. Uh, Christine Abbott, dude, it's a really good movie, but you got to be in the right headspace to watch it, man, because it's a fucked up movie. But uh, it's really good. And Josh Lucas is really good in that. Yeah, but I think when you have Inception, you have Leo, who now, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, have, I enjoy watching even more. Uh, okay. Joseph Gordon Levitt, who, I'll tell you, man, this kid, this kid was a like fucking him. child star. Hold on, he was a I child like him. star. And he, like, now he, he's making himself a movie star now. Like, he's great. I like Looper, Looper a lot. Looper's great. So, and so's Dark Knight when he's in Dark Knight. He's great. Don in John, underrated. Oh, Don Juan, right? Or Don John. Don John? I think it's supposed to be John John. No. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I think it's supposed John, to be pronounced Don John because he's like a spoof of the character. Uh, yeah, okay. he put. Uh, even Michael Caine, you know, the, you know, you ever hear the story about Michael Caine where they go, "How do you uh, choose what roles you take?" You take, and he said, "If there's a paycheck, I do it." That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's um, I love that honesty. It's great, yeah. Uh, and it's also like it. May, it's almost how you think about like like comics too. It's like everybody thinks there's like this like artistic uh, thing with it, but it's like a lot of times like, hey, I need a job. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think those casts are closer than you think. Ellen Page, she's fucking great. Oh, fuck off, uh, Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah fuck off. Get out of here, Juno. What do you mean? Yeah. She's Jesus great. News. She's great. She's out of place in Inception. She doesn't. She, that's a miscast. She is. No, she's not. She seems like she has. Is she that. an architect? Or, is she an architect or a psychiatrist? Also, she's like you got to let it go. Fucking what's his name? <laughs> uh... Um, what is his name? Gordon? Cobb. No, that's not his. Cobb. Cobb. He's a Cobb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like his little personal uh, psychiatrist. There, she's very astute. She knows what's going on. No, I'm thinking. I want uh, Juno quips and fun little millennial talk and oh my blogs and that's what I see. Ellen Page. I will. I will, I will say this. I will say this about Inception. I didn't real. I forgot how there are a lot of times where it's very lighthearted and playful. Especially between Tom Hardy and Gordon Levitt. They have like a little yeah. homosexual thing going on. Because at one point there's a line where he's shooting at the bad guys. The Hello, darling. And he goes, he goes, darling, you should never be afraid to dream bigger. And he just bring, like pulls out a cannon and shoots out the gener- like the power. Yeah, gener- so there you go right there. Like, why doesn't everyone just do that? Like, hey, I'll just think of a fucking cannon and do it. Like, <laughs> right. There's running. a lot of loophole plot holes. Like, no, Santos had never been shot. <laughs> You would like should have dreamt like, of a bulletproof vest. Should have dreamt of a bulletproof vest. It's not like Joseph Gordon-Levitt like, like pulled out a, a freaking handgun. He pulled out a machine gun and was shooting with that. <laughs> and it wasn't good. It wasn't good enough. It was great. The movie's great, and it's a fun movie. American Psycho is like you're watching it with like this evil like tinge in your eye or something. I not at all. I see. I think there's a lot of comic. So you have fun when you're watching American. American it's a dark Psycho. humor. Yes. It's a dark comedy. It doesn't. Maybe, it's a dark I'm, maybe I'm a more of a sensitive boy than you guys, or something. I think you are. 
I think you. I think yeah. I think you might have watched that at a dark time in your life. Well, he also doesn't do good with blood and guts, and it's not even a scary movie. But he's very yeah. He's got it's a not. very soft spot for that. Well, it's no fan of that film liked it because it was scary. They liked it because it was so fucking funny. And Christian right. Bale looks like he's having the time of his life. Well, Christian Bale, I like a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that uh, it, uh, uh, it's it's. I'm just saying that like it's. Uh, I have to be in the mood to watch. Like, Inception. If it's on, I might pop it on for a half hour. Like you know what I mean? Like I, it's an easier bo- um, uh, hurdle for me to go. Yeah, I'll watch this. American Psycho. I have to be like, oh, I want to watch that again. Like you have to be in this like. Oh yeah, it's kind of like a, a really dark. Everything's dark about it. You know what I mean? See, I feel the opposite. If Inception's yeah. on, I might watch it for a half hour and then move on to something else. If American Psycho is on, I'm probably sticking through the whole thing because I love it. Yeah, I'm st- I'm staying in. I'm you know I'm just gonna and there's it's actually I would agree that or argue that it's not dark. There's a lot of like playful, almost like you know like the fine dining, the business cards. It's very chic. It's very uh, it's like a different. It's, it's its world of its own too. Like Inception. Yeah, it's I, not going not upside down. There is funny, the funny parts are the funny parts, but the build up to like the creepiness of him with murdering the hookers and the, like, it's just, it's too like, I'm like, it's like unset, really unsettling. So, but it's to make a point. What? It's to make a point. I know it's to make a point, but like sometimes I don't like I you know I don't want to make that point. <laughs> me sometimes you just want buildings to go on their side. <laughs> I will say the. Inception, I just want a van slow mo going into a body of water. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the goofiest parts because I just watched rewatched Inception today. Is when Joseph Gordon Levitt is like doing his like skydiving shit through the hallway. Come on. Go into the, what do you mean? Hold on. Go, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Sky, has, you mean cool choreographed fight? Yeah. No, it's cool. No, but there's no, but there's no gravity. It is cool. It is cool. But it's super goofy when he gets to the door and he's like, oh, let me get my card key. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even, even, in this, even in this crazy world where there's no gravity and you're controlling things with your mind and your architects, you got to get your key card out. He's got to call the front desk. <laughs> oh, shit. Sir, did you have your key card next to anything magnetic? No, not my dream. That's just a tribute to how good of an architect Ellen Page is. She, she looked little the details. Down to the fucking details. Yeah. Dude, I read something uh, hilarious about Christian Bale when he was trying to prepare for Patrick Bateman. He was like, I was, I had an idea of the character, but it didn't really get nailed down for me until I saw Tom Cruise on David Letterman, how he was just like so exuberant and boisterous. And then he was like, but then there was nothing behind his eyes. Oh, my God. Like, oh, man. That's a great Cruise burn. Yeah. Wow. Everybody thinks that, but he said it. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, it's perfect, Patrick awesome. Bateman. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that is like a very, that's like dangerous for that. That guy don't give a fuck, Christian Bale. I know, man. He really doesn't. He knows he's the shit. The story- that, yeah, you're right. That's, that's very caddy like Bateman, just talking shit about other people. No, I, think he's, I think he's trying to say, like, I think he's just trying to be like, I don't, you know, come at me. I don't care. Those Scientology people after you, you better watch out. That's what I yeah, mean. But do you? But do you remember the thing with him? Do you ever hear the story of uh, you know about the thing on on set with him where they had the video, the audio? Tape? Oh, the lighting guy, the lighting guy, yeah. It was like a PA or a lighting guy. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people came out to say they defended him because they go, "You don't understand. That guy was known on movie sets for fucking walking in the middle of shots and being a dick and like not paying attention." 
So right. everybody was thinking what Christian Bale is saying. Like he wasn't like he, it wasn't a thing like, Oh, look how much of a big time asshole he is. They were like, no, get him out of there. We're trying to do this and go home. Like, and I, and also, if you go yeah, that's another thing. If you're like a known method guy and you're trying to wrap up at the end of the day and like a fucking, somebody makes a fucking noise over there, you're going to snap. If it's like your 48th take. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Quiet, so we can all go home. Especially when you're good, like you're good, like you're a good actor, and it's like, hey man, I'm trying to work. Like, get you're fucking up me working. And there's, I think there is a thing to that. I think some of these actors take themselves too seriously sometimes. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it's it's not a completely easy thing to do, especially when it's like. No. Like, especially with what he does, where he's like, you know, the machinist, he's losing 90 pounds for it. Uh, oh, even back iconic character. I never saw uh, the machinist. I never watched it. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not that good. It's, it's, it's impressive that he just smoked cigarettes and ate bubblegum and apples to lose all that weight, but it's, it's not, it's not, there's no payoff. Just Christian Bale shitting his brains out for three months. Yeah, he's just shit out of, he shit out his American psycho physique. <laughs> <laughs> also, American Psycho. I would be remiss if we didn't mention the American Psycho soundtrack. Absolutely. Wait, what's the soundtrack? Oh, it's a the music such a huge part of the narrative. Oh, with Huey Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Huey Lewis, the Whitney Houston, the Genesis, Phil Collins, well, we Robert Palmer. Those because one's a score, one's a soundtrack. No, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I just meant, like, that's what makes it kind of a fun movie also. Like, that, not that the music from Inception, like, that, like, um, that's kind of fun, and it takes you, I mean, they're, they're not going to play any pop songs other no, than I the song that, that they chose that for the, the kick. The French Edith Piaf uh, song. Edith Piaf, yeah, I feel like I was in a, I was in a bistro with all those passed out dreamy boys. <laughs> I did, I downloaded that song after the movie came out. I thought it was cool. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I, oh man, I thought I thought they should have been more more heavy handed like the rest of the film and just picked that song from the sixties like Life could be a dream. Have you cut off you know? That's from the fifties. That's from Clue. Remember the, the yeah. uh, Hello, uh, hello again, your wife's still dead and you are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's see, here's the thing, you just brought up a good point, Matt. They didn't do that, and that's why it's kind of like a more it's kind of a, a more the movie because think about how many directors would have done like a list of soundtrack songs that have the word dream in the song. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, like, we've, already, we've already knocked it out of the park in the script. We said dream and inception one million times. Look, I, look at your eye roll. Also, though, I think that the actress who plays his wife played Edie Pollock in, in a biopic. He did. Yeah, yeah. Edie, Edie Pilaf, 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 I can't say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, she's but you're that. right. No, that, it was a good choice for a song. I'm going to give you that. That was a good choice. And she's in the, what's the one? Um, the Rises, uh, um, Dark Knight Rises. What is it? Yeah, the one with Bane. She's always bad news. Oh, that's Marianne Cotillard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she's great. But, she, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan likes her a hell of a lot. And I was, I was listening to something about... Um, some actor that was in one of his movies brought up a point that uh, he's he's pretty lax. You would think the way that his movies are, he's like, it must be this way. You have to do the scene this way. Say this line this way. But they were like talking to him about a scene and they go, well, what if, how do you want me to do this? And he goes, well, what are you thinking? And then 
And then he goes, I was, I, I would say like this. And he goes, yeah, it works. <laughs> He's just totally cool. But everything's so, oh, that's like, cool. It, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Everything's so, you know, ducks in a row in his movies and so complicated. And so like, uh, almost like almost Hitchcockian in a way. I'm not saying he's Hitchcock, but I'm just saying like it's so like fancy looking that you think like oh he must be a, a, a psycho on set, you know? Don't look. Doesn't look like anybody's gonna win today. Well, I think I got bullied to be honest, and I feel quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you put the victim card all of a sudden. Hey man, I watched all 148 minutes of that trash today. So did I? And I, had, I enjoyed every minute of it. It was, it is slick, as you put it, and it, there are super fun it's parts. It's not like, it's, it's not, yeah, I did say that. Which is I, I, but I, I incepted it into your mind, like, I, to make you think you said it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's a perfect way to end right there. <laughs> I think that but, we're not going to, I don't back down. So you know what's ha- what happens sometimes, Maddie, seriously, is on the show, I ch- I'll change my mind. I think you've changed your mind, right, Andy? Absolutely. Yeah, like you change your mind. But with this, I really, at the end of the day, I'm not, at the end of the episode, I'm still on, like, I enjoy Inception more than I enjoy American Psycho. I think it's just a matter of taste more than anything. Yeah. Uh, and that's I will say, it comes I, down to, I will yeah. say, I'll, I, will say I, I, don't, I don't hate it upon second viewing as much as I thought I did. I'll give you that. So that was only the second time you watched it. Did you watch it in the theaters the first time? Interestingly enough, the first time I, I watched that film in the theater, huh. I had just broken up with my girlfriend, who is now my wife, and we went on a friend date post breakup. Oh, let's just go see Inception. Oh, so there was like a little. Of course, you don't like this fucking movie, then. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. dog time, and you and the we love of life's uh, relationship. Yeah, we went, we went to see Inception, and then we had a shitty sandwich at Subway, and then I was going to Cabin, and I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't come to Cabin. Uh, but <laughs> and did she come? No, she did. She could uh, tell that I was like, I gotta go to cabin. I wish cabin was still open. Yeah, but did that really lead you to get back together after that friend date? It was our mutual hatred of Inception. It brought us back together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we mentioned Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and I do love that movie. It's like one of my favorites. But I had one. a bad time. It was I saw that movie in the theaters right after I broke up with with this girl I was in love with. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and I uh, it and it fucked me up. That movie <laughs> fucked me up. I you made just listen to that Beck song. Oh my god! I, oh, the whole soundtrack. I had the whole soundtrack, and I I bought it's this drink or the, you know whatever. And oh my god, it that you know, like Inception doesn't do that. Like I don't think of Inception as like a. I don't think of my own relationships with Inception, but it does. It is emotional enough. And it's an interesting part of the plot of the movie. See, I don't mind it as much as you do. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I think it also, it, also, like, you need something like that for the high drama. Like, it is very high drama movie. Like, uh, American Psycho is a way drier movie. Like, every, nobody gives sure. a fuck in that movie. Like there's, like, there's murders going on. There's nobody crying and saying, oh, my, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, Inception is, like, the whole thing's emotion. You know, like, the whole, the whole movie. Well, so that's because that's American Psycho purposely lacks emotion to make a, a, a larger point. Right, right. That's the style of the movie. I get it. I get it. And, it's, and it's way more concise, American Psycho. Sure. I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess... Anyway, yeah. you don't know. That's not even up for debate. Concise? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's, it's not like... It's, what are we on, our fifth dream inside a dream inside a dream? There's nothing concise about it. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm looking at Tom Berenger. I'm like, oh, thank God. I have an old friend here. <laughs> then he pops on Major League. <laughs> yeah, Jake, Ta- Jake Taylor's here. I make the league minimum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie. Well, I, I got I, I, I accept your points. I respect your points, but I still like Inception better than American Psycho. We'll talk about it in person sometime. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do a video and then we'll, we'll add it as a uh, as a, a, a deleted scene of the podcast. <laughs> Special feature. <laughs> Special features. We'll do a commentary on the actual movies. Yeah, I think you're right. Sometimes these ones just come down to taste, and we don't get a winner. But uh, Matt Wayne, winner. thank you for coming on today. Where, where you want to plug anything? Where we can find you and stuff? Oh my god! Well, I'm on Instagram, No Wayne in Hell, and then I don't know. I, I'm not, dude. This is it. Look for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's no shows. Comedy's dead. Yeah. There's nothing going on unless nothing you do one on. of these like stand up online show uh, on Instagram live shows. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Have you have you guys done those yet? I've uh, no. done one on Thursday, and I've done a couple of like I did an interview, and I haven't done a straight up stand up one yet. Yeah, no, I haven't. I, I'm I not nervous to do that. I just think that I'll just I, I hate the idea. If I did one that was straight up like a set, I think I would prepare something. Like I would write a story or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It seems low stakes, though. Also, people understand. They're like, people what is understand, this? but they're, but they but there's people that are like they're getting a little bit of audience, and they like kind of want you to do well because some of them people are paying for the show. Like Butterboy, people are paying for the show, so it's kind of like, oh, you're kind of making it as legit as, as stand up is. Yeah. <laughs> there's shows that I've gone to that have two people at them, and then person, and some <laughs> of these shows have more people. You know. Oh, goddamn. Uh, Andy, do you want to have uh, uh, any plugs? No, you can just follow me on social media at Andy Fiore, and uh, that's ramped up a lot in the downtime, so check me out there. And uh, you can listen to my uh, SiriusXM show, The Raw Report, every Thursday at 4 p.m. We have uh, new Zoom content. We've got celebrity interviews still happening, and – this is a cool thing, Shawnee, that also concerns you. Uh, anybody who wants to test out SiriusXM for free right now, they're giving it away free for the next three months. No commitment, no credit cards required. I think it's just SiriusXM.com slash free trial or uh, slash the Raw Report. So whatever you want. Yeah, check it out. Shawnee's got a show there too. I do. I'm, I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I have a show on Sirius 99. It's called Celebrate. We do it once a week now. We have our first Zoom show this Wednesday at 4 o'clock. So it's Zoom content, just like Andy said. And, yeah, you can get free uh, free Sirius. So there's no reason. I, I'm actually going to share that. I didn't realize that. I'm going to share the link yeah. on, uh, on everything that I have to make it easy for you guys to check out Celebrate. Uh, but, yeah, Maddie, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, man. Matt. I had so much fun, boys. Good talking to you. Good Always a pleasure. All right. Always a pleasure. Everybody right. stay safe out there. Uh, Defenders, we will see you guys on Friday for the uh, regular episode weekly. Until then, rate, subscribe, review, and tell a friend. Yes. Later, dude. Adios. Later, bros. <laughs> <laughs>